So I'm laying in bed and I'm looking at my wall, right? Because I'm trying to find out which hair I want to wear for hanging out with my family. And I'm like, how did I get here? And then I thought about it. So before I tell you the story, pop me out of your handbag, sit me on your kitchen sink while you're cooking so my feet can swing. And I want to tell you guys this story. Okay, so I grew up in the 70s, the late 70s. I'm not that old. It doesn't matter. I'm still cute. And back in the day, my mother used to have the most beautiful hair. Now, she was a double threat because she used to be able to style her hair using the pink uh, foam rollers and fluff her hair out. And it was so pretty and with this auburn type color. But she also used to love wigs. And the way this ties into my story today is kind of strange because of this one incident. My mother didn't trust anybody. When we were coming in the house, if somebody was outside, don't trust that bitch. Don't tell that bitch my business. Uh, Look at that sneaky bitch. So it always put me on edge when she was around certain females, specifically if she started trying to talk to them. So at one moment, don't trust this female. And the next moment is like, hey, girl, how you doing? Oh, for real? And she would have these long, drawn-out conversations, you know, not unlike some of the things we see right now. But anyway, one day, they, my mom was having this party. And parties back then consisted of coming over, getting in the living room, drinking drinks. Maybe somebody would bring some chip and dip. My mother used to love French onion. But that was the extent of it. You're playing your records. You need a record player. And I'm not talking about the actual system. You need a record player. And that was a lot of times it was me. I'm running back and forth, putting on different albums so that she can enjoy her company with her friends. Well, the party was successful. Loud talking, yelling. A lot of the girls that were over there were women. And she said, don't trust Um, And also her best friend. So the next morning, my mother is frantic. She's running around the house. And at first, I'm like, what's going on? So I overhear her on the conversation with one of her other friends talking about somebody stole something from her. Girl, so I'm like, what's going on? Who stole something from her? Because my mother made clear that whenever she had a company, Anything of value was put up in advance. And I'm talking about she would tuck it in her drawers. She would put it in the most obscure places. So what could actually have been stolen? So after eavesdropping a little bit more while she was on the phone, I learned that her wig was gone, right? So she's going off and saying all these culprits and And this, that, and the third. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I walk up to my mother preparing to talk to her. And she goes off, right? Because one thing that you didn't do back in the 70s, you definitely, or the 80s at this point, because I'm a bit older at the time this story took place. But one thing you didn't do is jump in on your mother's personal conversations. But I have something to tell her, right? She goes off. Get your little sneaky ass out of my face. Why are you listening to my phone conversations? I mean, she just gives me the business. So I go back into the room 
and basically, you know, retreat while she goes under this investigation about her wig. This thing goes on for two, three days, y'all. I mean, she is mad, calling people everything but a son of God because she done had her a good time. She done took her wig off, and now she don't know which one of them stole it. After some time, I would say about three or four days later, my mother comes into my room again. And she is mad about something. My mother always worked two or three jobs. So I'm sure it was the fact that she had to work her second job. And she comes into the room and she sees the wig sitting on one of my teddy bears. I had the life-size teddy bears. I had the life-size doll too, which I swore came to life one day. I know it sounds crazy, so I'm not going to reveal my full insanity. But if you guys want to hear this story, I will tell you. But she comes into the room and sees this wig on the doll. And she gets mad. And finally, I normally I retreat when my mother gets upset. But at this point, I'm like, you know what? This is kind of ridiculous, even at a young age. So she's like, why didn't you tell me my wig was in here? And I said, I was trying to, but you went off. Didn't say thank you. Snatched the wig, you know, off my teddy bear, which was rude as fuck because I took care of that wig, combed it, made sure that each curl was in place and this, that, and the third, but didn't get any credit for that, whatever. Um, she took the wig and left out of the room. And then I'm thinking about things. You know, now, you know, in my the prime of my life, I'm thinking about things as I'm looking at my wigs on my wall and that incident and why it rained so strong at that point. I think this that is the beginning for me and for a lot of women of why we don't trust black women, why we don't trust each other. Hear me out. My mother wasn't unlike any other black women back in the day. You had your cliques. But even within your cliques, you really still didn't trust each other. You know, it was, girl, that sneaky bitch over there, you know, trying to look at somebody's boyfriend. Don't trust her in your house. And hey, girl. Or, you know, I know she was the one who told or who was in my house. What difference it would make who I got coming in my house? That's my personal business. And hey, girl. But when you see that at a young age, you start internalizing these things. You know, it becomes your story. And it makes it so hard when you get older to really trust other women. And it's almost like you have to learn this skill all over again. You have to learn how to trust each other all over again. How do you do that? Number one, I think you have to understand that a lot of the reasons you don't trust anybody or trust another person are unfounded. Until you really get to know a person, and I'm not talking about to ignore your initial bad vibe. This is the part that's kind of tricky. I'm a big person on going with your intuition. So if your intuition is telling you to stay away from somebody, I mean, this is a feeling. It's almost like you're somebody's in the room with you that's not supposed to be in the room with you. Don't ignore that. But if it's a situation where you don't know a person, don't automatically make assumptions about that person without putting in some effort to get to know them. You know, especially if, 
you know, it could be beneficial for your life. You know, you are lonely. This person has some skills that you could use in your life. This person is lively. Don't automatically put assumptions or put stereotypes on this person because this person doesn't dress like you do, which is one of the most stupid and ignorant things ever. I was hanging out with a group of girls not too long ago. Um, I would say about two, three years ago. And that was one of the things that they went by. You know, how a person dressed, if a person, you know, wore a Gucci bag or Louis Vuitton, you know, or any of that kind of things, they considered them worthy. Look, I like a nice bag like the next girl, but I'm not going to base my friendships on those things, okay? So if we pull those, if we dismiss those stereotypes based on how a person looks and then really give a person a benefit of the doubt, you'll be surprised at what ends up coming in your life in terms of substantial relationships, substantial friendships. So we, we really, number one, have to stop doing that. We have to stop basing our friendships on how people, people look. Also, we need to check our own selves. You know, a lot of times we don't trust each other because we're sneaky. We're over the top. I had my day. I was a mess in my 20s. Real talk. You know, and... One of the things that I learned was that I had to evaluate myself. I had to understand what was it about me that made me not trust other people. And when I looked at my behaviors, it all became clear. A lot of times we are or we dislike that which we are most like. People don't want to hear that. And even now, I'll catch myself going off on somebody and I'm like, ooh, but you've done that too. I have no problem checking myself because I'm always in a place of trying to learn, always in a place of, you know, um, growth. And it starts with self-evaluation. So that's the, the, the second thing. You want to make sure that you aren't building these walls because you're that person that maybe shouldn't be trusted. You know, you may need to change some things about yourself. But it just it just trips me out because we start at an early age on what not to trust about a person. Instead, instead of saying, you know what, at an early age, this person deserves my trust. Now, look, we also need to stop putting people in boxes when we do this. We talked about you know, automatically believing stereotypes based on how people looked and, and these things. But we also need to stop putting people in boxes. If a person doesn't act exactly how you want them to act, do we or should we cut them off right away? I don't believe so. You know, people deserve second chances if their actions are not malicious. You know, people deserve you know, to be able to make a few mistakes. The thing is, what are you going to do about it? Look, such and such, baby, I'm not feeling how you got out my car and didn't even bother bother to close the car door and I had to drive halfway down the street with my door flying open. Look, I'm being ridiculous, but you know what I'm saying. We don't give each other enough breaks. 
we're so quick to, you know, judge each other that it makes relationships with women so stressful. And we need relationships with women. We're not put on earth to be by ourselves. We're just not. We're just not. So we're here to learn and to evolve. And in order to do that, we need each other. I heard a saying somewhere, and I live by it. People always say they pray, you know, and they ask for answers from whatever you believe. You know, Allah, God, the universe, which is, you know, my belief that there is a loving force that's always willing and waiting to help us. But we say we pray. But where do you think your answer is going to come from? They're going to come through other people. So that if we shut off women based on our past and we're not being aware of that, we're going to cut ourselves off from our blessings. You know, we're going to cut ourselves off from our blessings. So as I'm looking at my wigs on the wall, and there are many, like to the point where my wall is just black. You know, there's some color in it, but this one particular wall is just blacked out, just wigs, curly wigs, straight wigs, tiny wigs, shiny wigs. Uh, fluffy wigs, short wigs, and girl, I got them all. I was thinking about, like I said, where my love came from them. Also, one of the things that sponsored my love was the fact that I can't stand some of these rude hairdressers. But as I'm thinking about that, I'm also remembering my past. And, and my mother, in that case of that wig, and how I was taught not to trust other women. But we need each other. Wow. Before I go, guys, I want to let you know, in the event that you are looking for some good, good skincare products, as you guys know, I have beautiful skin because I take care of my skin and I'm in my 40s. Um, Please visit my site, prettykings.com. We make great skincare products by hand. Let me take care of you guys. Pretty Kings, be pretty, be bold and rule. I'm on my way out. Wanted to drop this line to you guys. I love you. I will talk to you soon. And make sure you get to know each other. Bye-bye. I'm T-Styles, your best friend in the handbag. I'm out.